to the Empower Women series of the month of June. And yes, it's already June. Uh, it feels like as things are starting to open up, the year is just starting, but let's not forget that it's already halfway. Um, for this Empower Women series, we have a very uh, special guest, uh, Rebecca Moore. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. Happy to be very, here. <laughs> I'm very good. I'm very excited to have you. Uh, the topic is something that I think... It definitely applies to think about a post-pandemic world, but it usually applies to pretty much anybody going to some kind of middle-life crisis, I would call, which is how to re-energize or renew your purpose and monetize your brilliance. And I'm glad you added that second part to the topic of this month because a lot of speakers we have had in the past, which we have appreciated, have definitely talked about renewing the purpose, but making it a lifestyle is completely different. That takes mm. a different kind of thought process. So I wanted to start with a basic question, which is, I'm certain that you were doing this before the pandemic. Um, so <laughs> how did you get into not just advising people, but yourself to looking for a renewing your purpose kind of mentality, but also looking for a new way of making money? Well, it's something I've been doing for a long time. When I started my first job way back when I worked at the Smithsonian and I was struck by how museums were very, um, they needed new alternative ways to generate revenue. And that's why I started museumshop.com and because it was a way to help, help museums become more entrepreneurial and think in a new way and and figure out how to monetize their really their exhibits and their objects. So transfer that now to um, all the entrepreneurs I see and women I see that are have taken a career pause and they are professional they were professional before their career pause. They have incredible experience they have advanced degrees and yet they're afraid to start their own business um, and so uh, you know what what i would love to do is just to embolden more women to to realize that they can actually you know they can harness all their skills their talents their experience both as caregivers and as professionals to create businesses that are really more um, more reasonable more more balanced yeah and I think what what's happened with the pandemic is it's pushed everything to the surface it's like you can't hide the fact anymore that business as we know it is flawed <laughs> yeah so people are leaving what we're seeing is people are leaving in droves um either because due to the pandemic they were fired or because they have to take care of their kids or their elders and um or even millennials that don't even have you know people that don't have kids they're just saying you know what i want to life is too short this is the yolo economy i was referring to in, in um, just a while ago life is too short i want to create a business and a lifestyle that works for me and as part of it, in order to be a viable business, I have to generate money. Yes. <laughs> and I want to be financial. I want to achieve financial well-being and intellectual well-being. I want to use all my skills, all the gifts that I have, and create something 
um, of value to serve others. And I want to prosper. I don't want to just give everything away because <laughs> yeah. I can't afford to give everything away. I would love to give everything away. In fact, if I'm really successful in my business, then I can give away a lot. But if I'm not meeting my mortgage payments, they can't give stuff away, right? You know, I can't donate to nonprofits or, um, you know, I can't, I can't volunteer because I'm trying to make a living. <laughs> so let me, let me ask you about something you just mentioned a second ago. Um, and I think the way I have approached this conversation before is kind of like the fear of like taking that leap of faith into like doing your own thing. And, and, mm. and it's not just particular to women, it, but it does happen that because the way society has been set up currently, it does create some extra pressure on, um, on mostly the caregivers, right? To really think about it before they take this extra step. Um, what, what have you seen has worked uh, when you are consulting your clients in like getting not rid of that fear, but like facing that fear differently? Well, that's a good question. And, and I'd be the first to say that, you know, it is a process to coming up with re-envisioning your purpose and figuring out a, a new business is not, what most people think of as an overnight. So there are really very few overnight successes. So first of all, it's, it's figuring out a way that you can ease into this. Um, and then you can deal with the fear. I mean, it really is, it is a fear. It's a very real fear, <laughs> the fear of failure. Um, the um, worry, you know, just, worry the worry that you haven't done something before so can you do it and one um and so there's that is a very real real fear and one of the things that i advise clients is that's normal okay this fear and discomfort this is normal because you're stepping out of something that is known into something that is unknown <laughs> so um there are a lot of processes that can really, really help. Um, one of them, I think I had, um, you had mentioned before, but it's this, this whole process of creating, um, creating your new reality and looking at your, your energy and your vibration, <laughs> which sounds, it sounds very lofty, but it's basically taking a look at um, how your emotions, when you feel that fear, what are the thoughts that you're thinking? And so therefore, where, where is that coming from? So is it raw fear? Is it something that's valid or not? And then going through a process of uh, adjusting your beliefs so that you can shift from something like, oh my God, I'm terrified of public speaking um, to, well, wait a minute, my purpose, I, I am so driven or compelled to share this information that there's a new way of <laughs> there's a new way of creating business that my purpose helps me overcome the fear interesting so if you're really aligned with what you you are truly truly good at your your talents your gifts your experience if you really 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 own that 
and own the fact that you are becoming something different and new. Um, and then you have this methodology for when you get afraid, you can think about your purpose and the purpose is, is actually a stronger emotional drive because you're so excited about it than your fear. Yeah. Let's, um, uh, let's talk about that. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes more <laughs> it's sense. It's hard to describe in, in a sentence. <laughs> no, but it makes more sense. And, and for those who have listened to this podcast before, um, the, the conversation regarding where we spend our energy has come up. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that is, some, oh, okay. that is yes. something yeah. that um, I would say, personally, I'm a big believer in that process of reanalyzing where you're spending your energy, do a little bit of a self-assessment of it, and then... Like you said, rearrange it uh, to align more with your new purpose or your uh, renewed purpose. Um, but majority of people don't do it, right? Like, the majority of people don't go through this process of self-assessment, and and it's right. for two reasons: it's overwhelming, <laughs> like mm-hmm. number one, and number two, it does take effort to make a change, and the majority of the time, it takes taking energy from one place and putting it somewhere else. And mm-hmm. that could be either your own job or extra let's call it extracurricular activities or your volunteering mm-hmm. opportunities or even family time, right? So, but the purpose, as you mentioned, is what drives that decision-making in the majority of the, of the choices that you have where you spend your energy. Um, I, I do have a question on this. Do you see more people taking the initiative to like let go all at once or they they start kind of like stepping into these new initiatives, these new projects, these new companies of their own, little by little? Like what? what? Well, so I see both. I see both. Okay. A lot of, so a lot of my clients have been working at, you know, working at their business for, you know, a few years and, um, and they're, and they, at some point they have the basics down, you know? Yeah they have a repertoire of clients so they they kind of know what they're doing but now they're ready to step it up right because they're not achieving the revenue that they're that they is their long-term goal you know they're on they're in the process they're on their way um but there's there's a gap between where they are today and where they're they envision that they're going to go and sometimes you can not sometimes but very frequently you get stuck in that gap and you freak out and that's why it, it makes that's why it's important to re-envision <laughs> your purpose when you're a few years in right yeah because there are certain things that you could take for granted that or you know you could believe that are actually not true there's certain things you might need to shed or eliminate because they're just really not helping you. Um, there's certain habits that you're, you know, things that you do regularly that are not moving the needle. <laughs> and so um, if you go through this process, it's kind of like a formula. You take your vision, your empowering beliefs, plus your combination of strengths and gifts, then your ideal number, your hairy, audacious goal. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you take a look at your expenses and then you define your purpose. It's like, well, okay, how do I align these things? And that's when you get to the point where you're like, oh, wow, you know, I need to delegate this. I need to automate this. I need to eliminate this. And I need to only focus on this, like ruthlessly. And then I'm going to start to see 
you know, progress. And that takes time. It takes time. It's a process. Yeah, I, I love how you uh, very clearly when you are talking and you did it today at the event, um, were openly talking about embracing people's skills or you call it genius. It's almost like a way to also acknowledge in your weaknesses, right? Uh, but I would say in, oh, a, in a positive oh, yeah. way. And, and that's something I, I want you to, to maybe expand a little bit on that because I think that is one of the key things of finding a new purpose, which is letting go of kind of like the stuff you might want to be good at, but you might, you're not good at. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, um, I had referred to um, an, uh, an author named Guy Hendricks, who wrote a book called The Big Leap, and he talks about the four zones of genius. And there's, so one is the zone of incompetence, one is, the, one is competence, one is excellence, and one is genius. And the idea is that you want to look at all the things that you do in a given day, whether it's in your life or, you know, in your business, and categorize them. And any that are in the zone of anything's actions you're taking in the zones of incompetence, you want to eliminate completely. Like you shouldn't be doing them. It's a waste of your time because time is money. So, you know, why spend, you know, eight hours, you know, working on something that you could, you know, when you're billable, you know, your billable hours are X and you could hire someone to do it for 10 bucks an hour. What the heck are you doing? Yeah. So that's one. The, the zone of confidence is the things that you're good at, but you could just as easily delegate or someone else could do. And um, and get away from the thinking, oh, it's just easier if I do it myself because you're hurting yourself. You're, you're not focusing on your genius. And then the tricky one is the zone of excellence. So the things that you're known for that you're good at, but they don't really fulfill you. They deplete your energy. So those are the tricky ones. That's your comfort zone. So for moms, and I gave the example, it's it's hard when your whole family expects you to, you know, do a lot of things around the house or do extracurricular activities and you start to be, you know, when you make the decision to become an entrepreneur, you have to kind of train your family and say, you know what? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm not doing that. You have two hands, you have two feet and you can do the laundry or you, know, yeah. you can walk the dog and, and get out of your head that it's like, oh, I'm a bad mom if I don't walk the dog because they're going to push back. So that's, I, well, but, I, but that's not necessarily zone of excellence. But then the thing that's hard to jump off the cliff is the things that you are used to doing and you're good at and you can do them kind of without thinking in your work as opposed to the things that are you are truly uniquely gifted to do. Yeah. So for me, an example is I just love to brainstorm. You know, I love to ideate. It's one of my top strengths. You know, I love strategy, ideation, and I should be spending more of my time doing that and charging for it. <laughs> you know, that's what my clients, you know, that, yeah. you know, that's part of my skill mix. So that's what I should be putting my attention to is working with clients on ideating and brainstorming and um, helping them think outside the box, not um, writing a blog. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. And to be honest, uh, I can, and I know, for example, that, that you, you are focusing the majority on, on, on women entrepreneurship. 
but that's something that I can tell you personally I struggle with, right? Is Oh, everybody, yes. Uh, everybody struggles universal. with it. It's universal. <laughs> the legation uh, issues are universal uh, because of what you and say, don't right? Don't get me wrong. I'm not that good at it myself. I'm still, you know, it's still a learning curve for me, even though, you know. Yeah. So because I, you hold on to things because you just want control and you're, you're comfortable You just, you've always done it that way and That's you have correct. to be willing to let go. That's what the really successful entrepreneurs are able to do. <laughs> yeah. Your entrepreneurs are great managers, right? So, so that's part of managing. Um, I, I do have to mention something because it has been in my thoughts and, and it has been in basically weekly conversations in the post COVID uh, world. And I can't, and, and I want to be super clear post COVID meaning as In the United States, uh, businesses, restaurants, etc., are opening up. We definitely refer to this as post-COVID, like we're starting to do normalcy and and normal mm -hmm. activities. But one thing that I I'm really curious to hear your opinion on is the balance change that happened on spending time at family at home with work during the last 15, 16 months. How do you see that playing out? in the fall or like right now as businesses are opening and they're I don't want to say they're struggling. They're just trying to figure out what is the actual correct balance because it's definitely not what it was last February. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's why, I, I, that's why I think that this is, we are at a critical junction. It's I, I called it like a midlife crisis for a country in terms of work and life. And yeah. I think, you know, I, I can speak for, um, You know, I'm just thinking of my husband, like he used to commute, you know, into the city and it was at least an hour and a half every day, at least, you know, usually two hours. So he got two hours extra, you know, it's kind of like this bonus from working at home. It's like two hours that he could, you know, work out or cook, or, you know, just it's basically it was like a gift. And so now his his company is um they've decided that thursdays are you know city days and um i think a lot of the a lot of the staff is saying gosh i, I want to split i want to i like the uh, you know i like going into the office but not every day um so i think that's going to happen and then in terms of in in terms of entrepreneurship I, it has opened up the world. I mean, I have, you know, clients from all over now because there's not this pressure to meet in person. Yeah. You can meet anyone. You have access to people. If you're willing to, you know, to go on Zoom and to put yourself out there, the, really the world has opened up. So this is a time like no other to be an entrepreneur. I mean, there are so many things that are autom automatable. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's so many tools out there that never were there before. I mean, It's it really is remarkable. Yeah. So I, I think there's going to have to be a clear, you know, a, a change in what are regular working hour. You know, it's just going to have to be a lot more flexibility. And then I think that corporate America is really going to have to offer a lot more to, um, you know, to workers. I, I'll give you another example. My daughter just graduated from college. She just got her first job offer, and they are offering Uber rides from her apartment to work because they're trying to get 
you know, trying to get young people and young people don't want to live where the company is. And that to me is amazing. And now, now we're starting to hear about, uh, and, and I, I will be the first to admit, I'm not up to speed on this yet, but I just heard it the other day, just um, elder care um, benefits. Yeah. So for families who are managing um, both kids and elders, as, as I am, um, that there'll be more benefits in that regard. And, and so I think the reason that there is an interest, there are so many people flocking to entrepreneurship is because you just, you get to decide your flexibility, your autonomy, your, the sky's the limit for what you could earn. I mean, it's not easy, but people would rather, you know, if you, you only live once, your, your life is short. If you're going to be spending eight hours a day, you know, they'd rather be home and then picking the times that they're going to work and working out in the middle of the day, getting kids cooking when they can, <laughs> even though that means they're going to have to sacrifice, you know, in the, in the first few years, they're going to have to sacrifice benefits. Uh, they're going to have to sacrifice a lot of things that they're used to at, at a company. It's worth it. <laughs> well, this is this jumps right into the conversation that you were having today with, with our guests about if you don't go through the step of defining your own success, it's really hard to figure out what your purpose is and how to monetize it, right? And success does not mean just bring money into your bank account. And, no. And I think... No, I, I, I set out for those for those listeners, I set out kind of this, this pie, correct. a well-being pie <laughs> with, you know, nine to ten slices. So basically, when you define your success... As an entrepreneur and as a woman, as or as a father, or a mother, you can basically say, "Look, this is what success is to me. It's not just financial well-being, although that's an important part, you know, component. But it's all these other things too. Correct. It's it's you know, my personal. Am I doing something that is fulfilling? Um, professional. Am I using my brain? You know, it's physical. I want to make sure that I'm healthy. It's I'm carving out time for leisure. I I am spending time on my spiritual life. I have time for my family. I mean, it's if you look at things in that, if you start to kind of figure out your life in that perspective, then it sheds light on where you want to spend your time Correct. on your career. Right. Correct. And, and, and yeah, yeah, it's powerful. So that's it's why powerful. people are leaving. Yeah. yeah, and and well, they're leaving, and also I think what what's happening is the misalignment, right? With like priorities change really fast the last fifteen months. Like oh, uh, yes, everybody within everybody within a few days, they had to figure out who they were gonna spend at the time the next two weeks, right? I don't know if you remember, but everybody was talking about, oh, let's who's gonna be in my household? Who am I gonna spend? Yeah. I'm gonna go to who's my parents. My pod, uh, where's right? my pot? And then suddenly yeah. you were in your pot for like three months, and I was like, okay, <laughs> so I'm I'm coexisting <laughs> I'm with these folks. I'm ready to get out of my pod. <laughs> so <laughs> no, it, and it's interesting because the same is for companies and entrepreneurship. And as you mentioned today in your event. Now success has been redefined, right? It's mm -hmm. not so much about meeting quarterly goals. Uh, it's also about a more comprehensive pie. <laughs> and mm -hmm. that pie has included other areas that they were not there 15 months ago. So Well, and also I'll say that, you know, some of my clients, you know, are also determining, you know, they get to determine who their clients are, who they will serve. Um, <laughs> That's so, incredible. 
and well, that's important because so I have one client who's like, you know what, I I need to, I really want to be fully diverse. I want my client base to be fully diverse, and I need to like, you know, up my skills to make sure that we are serving this community. Um, you know, and there are just there are just many other. Well, actually, another another client who is in the um, healthcare industry had to completely change their business because they were all in person and had to to you know switch to digital and and but, you know it just there are new issues on all fronts social you know justice all types of issues that now um, companies are grappling with and it's going to be it's <laughs> it's going to be tough and so if you're creating your own company, you get to decide. You get to say, this is a priority for me. And yeah, I know large companies can't mobilize that fast, but this is gonna be the essence of my company, right? I get to set the rules. I mean, this is um, honestly has been a really uh, energizing conversation, you know, making me think like, well, what that <laughs> good. means. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, it's a... It's, uh, Things are happening fast, right? Like things are, yeah. and as I call it, opening up fast. And and we went from like figuring out. And, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. People used to ask like three, four, five weeks ago. It's like vaccination statuses and all that. And now it's kind of like changing a little bit again to just meeting people, uh, reconnecting, and what that means also is <laughs> renewing our alignment between what we want to be doing, how we want to get compensated mm. for, and mm-hmm. how I want to be spending my time going forward. Um, so so I, I really appreciate the conversation. I really appreciate that you are also consulting on this particular topic, right? It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's not uh, something easy sometimes to deal with entrepreneurs. Um, so, so really, really appreciate that entire part of the world. Um, but they're fun. They you are know, fun. They're, 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 they're the, the game changers. Part of business. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's interesting. It's never dull. <laughs> it's it's never dull, and it's always interesting. I I want to close with one question, and I tend to ask this question often as we close the conversations, but uh, it tends to be the one that people can actually do something about it instantly. Which is, if I would want to start the, renewing my purpose or thinking about it, what's the first step I have to do tomorrow? to start this process? Well, I think, I mean, I really think the first is, you know, figuring out what, what is, if money were not an issue at all, what would your perfect day look like? You know, if, if you could live every day, you know, what would your perfect day look like? Because that's how you start to define your version of success in this like well-being pie. And and then the next thing I would do is do one of these self, you know, um, ask your friends what they think you're really good at. And um, there's a really fabulous strength. It's hard to say strength finder <laughs> Gallup <laughs> test that is it's just it's remarkable um, the depth of information 
that you can get from taking that. And um, it's, it's just insightful. And that helps you kind of declare, okay, well, this is what is really important to me. These are, these are my values and my, my goals. Before you even do any action plan, go through that process. Because you don't want to, <laughs> you don't want to waste your time on things that are just not going to blow your hair back. Correct. Sorry, I can't see you, so I don't know if you have long hair. But anyway, I know not anymore. I, mean. I, I went through. I, I'm I'm in the post COVID now. I cut my hair. <laughs> I love it. But, but it I took a it. while. Well, thank you so much. This has been uh, it, it's been really nice talking to you. Thank you so much for hosting today. And um, yes, my uh, pleasure. It's fun talking to you too. And I know that we're going to see each other in person soon, soon Jordy. <laughs> soon, soon, Rebecca. Soon. And um, right. for those listening, this was the Empowerment Series of the month of June. Uh, if you want to reach. Uh, out to Rebecca we're gonna put her contact information in the notes of this podcast but uh, until next time thank you for listening and we hope you have a great day thank you take care Lexington Wealth Management is a group of investment professionals registered by Hightower Securities LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors LLC, a registered independent investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities LLC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk, and there is no guarantee that the investment process or or the investment opportunities referred herein will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance and it's not guaranteed. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data and information referenced herein are from sources believed to be reliable. Any opinions, news, research, analysis, prices, or other information containing this research is provided as a general market commentary and does not constitute investment advice. Lexington Wealth Management and Hightower shall not in any way be liable for claims and make no express or implied representation or warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the data on other information or for statements or errors contained in or omissions from the obtained data and information referenced herein. The data and information are provided as the date of reference. Such data and information are subject to change without notice. This document was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of Lexington Well Management and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors LLC or any of its affiliates. This material is not intended or written to provide or should not be relied upon or used as a substitute for tax or legal advice. Information contained herein does not consider an individual's or entity's specific circumstances or applicable governing law, which may be a vary from jurisdiction to jurisdiction and be subject to change. Clients are urged to consult their tax or legal advisor for related questions.